wants to live long and finish strong? If that's you, you've come to the right place. This is Dr. Mary Speaks. Thanks for joining us. Well, greetings, everyone, and hello again. This is Dr. Mary Speaks. And believe it or not, we're just one week away from Christmas. And before you know it, we will be in the new year, 2023. And my topic for next year is 2023, Mental Health Advocacy and Me. And, and I want to talk to you today, and you're going to, I know you're going to say, Dr. Mary, why are you going to talk about mental health right now when this is the season to be jolly? Well, yes, I know this is the holiday season, and ideally, it is the season to be jolly. Regrettably, that is not the case for everyone. Many will suffer from depression and other forms of mental illness before the year ends. And that's why, friends, I couldn't wait until January 2023 to bring this critical message to you. Why? Because lives are at stake. Mental illness is a chronic disability. And because there's a stigma attached to it, those who are directly and even those who are around the sufferer are looking at them and looking at themselves and they're being blamed. The sufferers are uh, being blamed and they're feeling like a failure. But are they really a failure? Or is it the society around them that has failed? How many of you have been touched by mental illness? Perhaps a family member, a friend, a neighbor, maybe even you personally. Truly, I have been touched. And when one person is touched, many others around them are touched. More than touched, lives can be lost. Such was the case in November of last year, November 21. And it happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin, when an SUV plowed through a Christmas parade, killing six grandmothers and a little boy. And dozen others were wounded. The perpetrator now sits in prison for the rest of his life. Unfortunately, the driver of that SUV was my grandson, Daryl Brooks Jr. And although my dear grandson was nearly 40 years old when this happened last year, he was diagnosed with bipolar disease when he was 12 years old. And it's such a dreadful disease. Now, earlier I asked the question, has society failed our mentally ill population? My next question is, has the church failed? Have they risen to the occasion? My Bible tells me in Hosea 4 and 6 that my people perish for lack of knowledge. The scripture is directed to the people of God. And if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, like I am, the word my people 
are emphasized in this scripture. How much do you know personally about mental illness? Because I realized when this happened with my grandson that I needed to do to know much more than I do know about mental illness. I became a mental health advocate, a first responder earlier this year, and a part of the American Association of Christian Counselors. And this morning I received an email from them, and I want to read a small portion of this email for you. Quote, as Christians, Christmas and New Year's are mostly joyous, wonderful, and sacred times. But for many in our congregations and communities, it can be the polar opposite. In fact, many people with mental or behavior health issues struggle more during this season. Did you, do you know, friends, that 64% of people with mental illness, they say that the holidays make their conditions worse? A 2021 survey showed that three in five Americans feel their mental health is negatively impacted by the holidays. People are stressed by busyness, loneliness, fatigue, all kinds of tiredness, financial struggles, loss. Maybe you're grieving the loss of a loved one. And this might be your first Christmas without them. So there's seasonal depression and so many other challenges. To cope, many turn to alcohol and substance abuse, and others have relapses. And re so sad, the suicidal thoughts increase during the season of the year that we are usually supposed to be celebrating. Here are a few more statistics for you that I'd like to cover, and I'd like to share these with you. You might want to take some notes. One in 20 U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. That's one in 20. That's a large number. Even one is a large number, but that's the number. One in six youth ages six to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by the age of 14. And listen to this, 75% by the age of 24. I mentioned suicide earlier. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among youth ages 10 to 14. Much a, what a tragedy. Our young people are being having thoughts of suicide. These facts that I shared with you were taken from the National Alliance of Mental Illness, NAMI. But there's other critical statistics that I'd like to share with you. Mental health issues among young people are worsening. They're worsening. 70% of today's youth do not obtain enough treatment or care. Listen, that's 
of those suffering are not getting the care they need. According to the CDC, that's the uh, Center for D Disease Control, suicide is the 10th largest cause of death in the United States. The 10th largest cause. And then we had 6.1 million adults have bipolar disorder, and many of my family are in that number. Notice I said adults, 6.1 million adults. Oftentimes, though, when it's discovered, it's when they're children. This, uh, the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, they say up to one-third of the 3.0 million children and teens may be suffering from mental illness, and specifically bipolar. Now, please don't let these critical statistics overwhelm you. They can't if you let them. I know I was deeply touched when I read them. Instead of letting them overwhelm us, though, I want to encourage you to join me as a mental health advocate. If you're a Christian, perhaps you are familiar with the scripture also in Deuteronomy 32 and 30. And it says that one will put a thousand to flight and two will put 10,000 to flight. Now listen, because I'm a leader in the body of Christ, when I visit churches and even in my own church, I'm often expected to sit in the front row of the church or in the pulpit. And I want you to know, and this is true, that is not my favorite seating position for the following reason. Maybe you can feel me when I say this. I like to sit in the rear, near the exit door. <laughs> yes, that's where some folks head when they get the altar call. You see people getting up, trying to get out of the church. And I sit in the back because I want to be able to follow those that are trying to get away and who head out the door when the altar call is given. And I'm here to tell you that more than once I've led a soul to Christ outside of the church walls and on the church sidewalk. The other reason that I like to sit in the back of the church is so that I can discern the audience. I want to see what's going on. Everyone crying is not crying for joy. I have learned over the years that there is a pain in every pew. Yes, when I see the, those dedicated ushers in the church handing out tissue, I'm asking the Lord, why is she crying? Why is that person crying? Some folks need more than tissue to dry their tears. And I'm here to tell you from personal experience that you cannot put tissue on a broken heart. Tears could be an outward sign of what's going on inside that person that's crying. And I'm going to ask you, do you have a listening ear? Do you have a shoulder? To cry on? Do you have a word of encouragement for those suffering? Or maybe just a silent prayer? 
for that tearful person in the pew, maybe right next to you. You might just be able to share your testimony or just a word of encouragement. You might save a life, a soul. So I'm saying to you throughout 2023, as we move into next year, and until the Lord says otherwise to me, and I hope he's speaking to your heart, this podcast will focus on how you and I can do something, a little something, to curb this horrible statistic. I've shared this with you from the bottom of my heart, from personal experience. And I'm not an expert on this mental health issue, but I am experienced, and I know the difference. Just one or two words or a listening ear can make. So I'm encouraging you, dear ones, as you go into the new year, and even starting now, during the Christmas season, maybe when you're at dinner with your loved ones, or out shopping, or putting up your Christmas tree, if you don't have it up yet, that you ask the Lord, what can I do? How can I help make a difference? I'm going to be sharing with you on the next podcast how you can be more specific if you care to be a mental health coach. I'm not saying I'm a therapist. But I want to be able to coach people to get the help that they need. And you can do it too. So let's go to work. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And I look forward to seeing you the next time. Bye. Please join me next time as I continue to speak to your heart about things that God has put on my heart to share with you. Uh, The Bible also says, know those who labor among you. I do a number of different things, and you can take a look and get to know me better. I want you to look at medicministries.com. The acronym for medic is manifesting entire deliverance in Christ. Then another one I have is for widows, widowswithwisdom.com. It takes a widow to know a widow, and I've had a widow's experience. I've had a married wife experience, single woman experience, divorced woman, you name it. I've been there, done that. And our, our purpose is to reach out and help widows, those who have lost their husbands, and, and help them to make their adjustments. Widowswithwisdom.com. Writing is my passion. I'm a scribe in the body of Christ. And so I want you to check out leavesofgoldconsulting.com. I am a book coach, uh, an editor, a publisher, and an author. So you'll see all of that when you go to leavesagoldconsulting.com. Check it out. And over all of these outreaches, my umbrella is legacy. Leaving every generation a chronicle of you. So join me next time and listen to what Dr. Mary has to say as she speaks to your heart. God bless you and enjoy your day.